Hello and welcome to Her Ambitious Career, the success podcast for corporate women who want more from their lives and careers. Each week we share career and leadership strategies to help you set stretching goals, own your value, build visibility and credibility, gain recognition, get paid and confidently take your career to that next level. Whatever your ambition, let's do this thing. Now, here's your host and career success expert, Rebecca Allen. Hi and welcome on into episode seven with me, Rebecca Allen, and today we have a treat because I'm going to be talking about the secret of worthiness and its impact on your happiness and success. Let's do it. So I'm going to let you into a little secret. The secret of worthiness is simple. This is the secret. I'm going to share it right up front on today's podcast. The secret is this. You are worthy of everything. And I'm going to share with you today how you can actually do that, how you can actually take that and own that. So I think to understand worthiness is actually very useful to look at its opposite, how it feels and what behaviors are involved when you feel unworthy. So, you know, you take any situation where, you know, we're going to look at corporate situations because we're talking about career, but let's talk about any situations where you know, you don't actually perform at your fullest because you're holding yourself back. You don't think you're good enough. You don't think you're worthy. Maybe you don't feel you're worthy of somebody else's time or somebody else's attention. Um, You know, for example, if you were uh, keen to get a kind of a career sponsor, but you just tell yourself that, look, it's not for me. It's just not the thing I'm going to be able to do because I don't think they're going to want to hear me. I don't think those senior leaders are going to give me their time. I don't think they're going to be interested in asking, you know, me asking if they'll be interested in navigating for me. That's a great example of, you know, feeling unworthy. Uh, what about not negotiating for your career? What about not, not negotiating the best salary packages for your career? That is an absolutely um, perfect example of not feeling worthy in the workplace. I think the statistics are something like 40% of people have never, ever um, actually negotiated a better deal for themselves in their career. That's never, like never in their lifetime. And if you think, you know, a 7% increase year on year, for the average person who does negotiate, kind of probably equates to you having to work an additional eight to nine years than those people who are negotiating for themselves to make the same income. So you're actually having to add almost a decade of work um, if you're not prepared to negotiate for yourself. So, you know, what's the compounded impact of that over a lifetime, over a, you know, a whole career lifetime? Obviously, it can be quite a profound, uh, a profound thing. And I think there's also, you know, a credibility cost. There's anxiety cost when you're not um, putting yourself out there and you're um, holding yourself back because you're feeling unworthy. You know, you're not seen as um, credible potentially. There's a huge amount of anxiety that goes on if you're just not advocating for yourself. So, you know, ask yourself, where else does this concept of just not feeling worthy, where else does that um, pop up for you? Where else does that come up and and just stop you from shining your true light on the world because that's essentially what it is when you feel worthy you feel that sort of ability to 
create and innovate and just be and just be this kind of authentic being. You can just be yourself. You don't worry about those external influences about what other people may or may not be saying or thinking about you, etc. So the thing that I find really interesting about worthiness is it's a topic that's talked about a lot, right? The word worthiness is bandied around an, an awful lot. And it's almost got to the point where, for me anyway, you may disagree, but it's got to the point where worthiness has also almost become a kind of a wallpaper word. It's sort of overused and therefore it's sort of lost its meaning. And when I um, started to really think about worthiness more deeply um, years ago now, I started to think there's more to it than this. There's more to this concept of worthiness. And I got to the point of realizing that the words I matter are actually a lot more powerful, a lot more powerful. They have so much more meaning. So, you know, I want to get us away from this I am worthy idea, I am deserving. And I want us to go much deeper into the depths of what this means, the guts of what this means. For me, it means I matter. I matter to myself and I matter to other people too. And, you know, there's this true sense of belonging. You know, we human human beings are essentially hardwired to want to belong and connect to other human beings. And that idea that, you know, I matter... I'm worthy. I'm worthy of other things. I matter. And that means that I am worthy of your attention. I am deserving of your love and um, protection and respect. Um, These things are all kind of intertwined. I'm digressing slightly. When we look at I matter, that concept, I matter, and then you explode it out, suddenly all these things suddenly matter. If I matter, then that must mean my contribution matters my opinions matter, my feelings matter, my decisions matter, everything matters. And as a result of that, you sort of deserve things, you deserve respect, you deserve the attention of others, Um, you deserve to be successful and happy and fulfilled. Those things are all very much intertwined. And I think the reason why that is, is because you are actually a Love. You're greater than everything, which is why my secret of worthiness is simply you are worthy of everything. And that is because you are above everything. You are greater than everything. You're greater than all this stuff. So let me explore that a little bit more deeply for you, because I think there are a number of sort of key measures upon which we as sort of human beings have based our sense of self-worth on, certainly as in the capitalist sort of environments. And, you know, it's kind of interesting when you actually challenge it to see if this actually fits with your values, if it fits with your way of thinking, if it fits with what you really want to be authentically, if that's really what you want to be. So um, I'm going to share six. I'm sure there are lots more, um, but these are sort of six that sort of stand out for me. And I'd be interested to see what you also think about it. So The first measure that I think a lot of people define their worth on is this concept of performance. So am I achieving? Am I a success? Um, Am I getting results? And of course, a lot of that is to do with comparison and how you're faring compared to somebody else or compared to, to society or compared to your peers, whatever it might be. But there's definitely a comparison metric that's going on in there. The second measure Um, that I believe people judge their self-worth on is this concept of um, lifestyle or income. You know, how am I doing? How am I faring? 
Um, am I doing well for market value? Am I doing well compared to my friends or my peers or whatever it might be? Um, and the, you know, the Instagram world has absolutely exacerbated that where sort of people are sort of portraying their worlds as being these perfect, perfectly perfect, um, you know, lives and, and existences um, that we all really know deep down are fake, but we still can't help but be sort of sucked into that um, vortex, if you like. So yeah, income or lifestyle is definitely another measure. A third measure, I think, has become a real measure of success, uh, sorry, a measure of self-worth is appearance. Um, and I think so much has suddenly sort of, this is sort of ballooned, hasn't it, in society where you must be wrinkle free and you must not have any gray hairs and, you know, you can't have any um, extra flab or, you know, you have to have big fat lips now and huge eyelashes, et cetera, et cetera. It's kind of like this never ending list of appearance metrics that um, give you worth. And interestingly enough, I was watching a program the other day around um, specifically about millennials, but it doesn't have to be millennials, but it was specifically about interviewing some millennials about their need for um, lip fillers and eyelash extensions. And it was during the kind of COVID isolation period. And they were, you know, they'd not been able to kind of go and have their fillers refilled, if you like, and their eyelashes redone in that time frame because they weren't allowed to, to actually go out and leave the house. And it was interesting because they were talking about it and saying, you know, the thing that's interesting is I've realized, seeing as I'm not going out and that nobody's sort of seeing me, that the fillers and the eyelashes don't actually have any meaning anymore. They've sort of become meaningless. And they were almost sort of reassessing whether it was worth having them, you know, redone. And I thought that was a really interesting observation that, you know, if it weren't for society and going out and being sort of looked at and potentially judged by other people, whether or not you make different decisions. But obviously, you know, they were deriving some sense of self-worth from these procedures before the lockdown. And then they were sort of reassessing whether their self-worth still actually required it. It was an interesting uh, research study. Anyway, I come back, I digress again. Um, so the fourth measure that I wanted to share with you is this concept of connection. So, you know, we get our sense of self-worth based on who we know or how connected we are or, you know, who we're seen to, to know and be associated with. That also has sort of become much more of a thing in sort of modern times. The fifth measure is something as simple as a job title or your status, you know, your career status. It's like when you go to a birthday party or, you know, a kid's birthday party. It actually happened to me not long ago. I went to a kid's birthday party and this chap introduced himself to me and he introduced the fact that he was a doctor in the same sentence. Hi, I'm so-and-so. I'm a doctor. I was like, oh, hello, I'm Rebecca. <laughs> nice to meet you. And I thought that was fascinating. I was like, wow, you know, that he feels like his identity is sort of very much tied up with his job title. And that is obviously giving him sense of some sense of self-worth and um, a position in his mind as to who he is and his identity. And then the last one I wanted to, just to share was relationship status. You know, whether you're single or married or whatever you are. That's another one also that seems to be important in defining how worthy you are or, or how you feel about yourself. So yeah, so there are those six measures. I'll just go through them again. One was, you know, your performance, your results, how you're doing, achievement. The second was your lifestyle or your income. The third, I think, was, yes, appearance. The fourth was um, connection and the connections that you have, the connections that you're known to have. The fifth was job title, status. And then the last one was around, you know, the relationship, your sort of relationship status, if you like. Now, the thing that's really interesting about this, I'm going to share another little story 
because we like stories. I like stories. And it's not a dissimilar story from the um, the Lipfuller story, but it's it's a tale, if you like, that William Feather wrote, who's an American philosopher. And I'm absolutely going to paraphrase this, but I love the concept. And so I wanted to share it with you today. The concept is this. So imagine you're in the world and you're the only person in it. There's no other human being on the planet but you. And as a bit of a person who likes my own space and time, I actually really like that idea. But uh, let's not talk about that just now. So you're in this in this world and you're the only person who exists. So everything is as normal. There's just no people in the world. So, you know, the tides are coming in and out as usual and the sun is shining and, you know, industry is happening. I don't know how because there's no people, but industry is happening. You know, the cities are abuzz. You know, if you go into nature, it's twittering and the birds are sort of happy and it's all really gleeful and beautiful. Okay, but in this world where you are the only person in the world and you're sort of standing on the beach on the shore and you're looking around you and you're having a bit of a think. And in this space, in this world where you are the only human being in existence, do you have any concerns about worth in this space? Do you worry about how you're performing? Do you worry about your appearance? Do you have any concerns at all about your income or your lifestyle? And the thing that's really fascinating about this concept that William Feather so beautifully shares is that so much of our worth appears to come from external measures. It appears to come from other people and society and culture and what these sort of expectations have become. And I think that's a really powerful sentiment. I think it's a really powerful concept to understand that it's a choice. You can decide whether or not you're going to define your own sense of self-worth based on these external measures and feeling judged on these external measures. Or you can choose to decide, I matter. That beautiful sentiment, I matter. No matter what, I matter. And the things that really matter are that you you value yourself that you are respectful, that you're respectful of yourself, that you're respectful of others, that you're kind and you show yourself self-kindness, but you're kind to other people, Um, that you have integrity. I think, you know, doing what you say you're going to do is a major element of worthiness. And the way to build worthiness as an adult, you know, a lot of people I've talked to, clients I've spoken with, friends I've spoken with, there's this kind of question around worthiness and whether it can be built as an adult. You know, if you've had a really beautiful childhood where you were given phenomenal encouragement and unconditional love um, and it was sprouting out of your ears, you're far more likely sort of to develop as an adult who has a strong sense of internal self-worth. You will believe I matter from the outset far more um, strongly, far more likely than somebody who's had a very difficult upbringing where you haven't had that unconditional love and support. But does that mean that as an adult, you can't then cultivate that sense of self-worth? Well, in my opinion, absolutely, that is not the case. You can absolutely build your sense of self-worth as an adult, however you were impacted as a child. And how can you do that? How can you do that practically? That is the big, big question. And it's not actually complicated. It's not straightforward either, but it's not complicated. And it distills down to two things, I think. And maybe three things. The first thing is to consistently say to yourself, I matter. And therefore, 
My contribution matters. My opinions matter. My decisions matter. My feelings matter. Everything about me, every choice that I make matters. That's the first thing, to get into that regular space of saying that to yourself. The second thing is to ask yourself is how can I show myself unconditional love? Even if I have never been given this myself from somebody else, how can I show myself unconditional love? Which basically means when you have a bad day or you make a mistake or something bad happens, do you berate yourself? Do you scold yourself? Or do you encourage yourself? And do you say, no, you know what? Doesn't matter that didn't go so well. I'm learning. It's going to get better. By tomorrow, this is going to be brilliant. And can you love yourself without condition, which means there has to be no reason why you can be loved. It's just you are loved. No matter what happens, the good or the bad or the ugly, you will always, always have your self-kindness, your self-love, your self-respect. And I think the third thing that you can do as an adult to cultivate more of this sense of self-worth and this concept, I matter, is simply to look at your successes and break them down into tiny bite-sized wins all the time. So it's not about waiting for a project to end before you're going to feel successful. It's not about waiting for the three months until you're going to celebrate and pop out the champagne. That is not how to build a sense of um, self-love and, and unconditional love. It's absolutely about understanding that every single step along the way, there are going to be little wins to celebrate, to be excited about, to praise yourself about, to say, you know what, that was really hard, but I did it and I've made it and I am there. And those little regular daily or every other day or weekly wins, however you want to look at it, the more you celebrate those small things, the more likely you are to generate that concept that you matter, that you're worthy. You're worthy of your own attention. You're worthy of everybody else's attention. Those are the three ways in which I suggest you start to really, really build that sense of self and that sense that you matter. Worthiness has such a major impact on the results you get in your life. If we feel worthy, we get more of what we're looking for. We get the relationships we're looking for. We get the career opportunities we're looking for. We get the happiness levels that we're looking for. And if you're feeling frustrated at the moment, it could be that there is a worth question going on for you right now. And I really want to help you with that because that's going to be a blocker. Okay. And it's going to come up in all sorts of different shapes and forms throughout your kind of day, throughout your month, throughout your year. And I want to help you. So if you go to the show notes, you'll be able to access my calendar and you can click in my calendar, get a 15 minute strategy call with me and we will be able to work through one of the biggest challenges you're having right now and you'll be able to leave that session with an action plan. I am here for you. Take your session, click that link right now and you can be in my diary within 24 hours and solving this problem. Now, if you can't get a spot in my diary, it just means that it's full so you might just have to wait a day and go back in and see what's become available. But if that's what you want to do, if you are ready to make some proper changes, some serious changes, life changing changes in your life and in your career, book your spot. And I look forward to seeing you soon. 